<laughs> Gosh, John, I forget how good you are at karate. That's incredible. I know, man. I mean, it's all about the right belt. It is. Timing you know? or your leather belt. Exactly. I, I feel like maybe, is that not, that's what you meant. Not really, okay. but speaking of, oh, Dave, wow, I'm yeah, just yeah. going to try to transition to okay. save you. <laughs> Finally, Dave, Yeah. warm spring days are arriving. Oh, Am I gosh. right? Isn't it great? You know what? I need a new pair of shades that I don't have to baby. Do you know what I'm saying, John? I don't want to take care of them. Let me put them on, take them off, and not have to worry Look, about it. Hey, Dave, I know exactly Sorry. Sorry, what I didn't you mean. Sorry, I didn't mean to rant. Knock around is the solution. They've been making high-quality shades that don't break the bank okay. since 2005. Oh, wow. And they've actually been my personal go-tos for years. Oh, yeah. I love Knockaround, John. They have over 20 different frame styles, so there's something for everyone, including tons of kids' pairs. That's right. So whether you're looking to rep your favorite sports teams, mm-hmm. you know, like you're a sports guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> spend some relaxation time in the yard, yep. or cruise down Broadway with the windows down oh. like Dave does uh-huh. all the time. All the time. Every Tuesday and Thursday mm-hmm. and Saturday. Mm-hmm. Knock around. That's what you need. Yeah, yeah. All of their lenses have UV 400 protection, which is basically like sunscreen for your eyes, which, by the way, I've tried that, and it hurts. <laughs> Use the sunglasses, everybody. With polarized adult pairs starting at 28 bucks. you can get a few pairs to leave in your car, toss in your beach bag, or lend to a friend in need. Dave, that is such a good price I that I might buy a pair just to intentionally lose them. I don't love that logic, John, but I know, you do but have a history of misplacement. It's not around Don't fight me because like of the karate stuff. But it could so. be perfect for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, Dadville fans, don't squint through family beach days yeah. or trips to the park. Check out knockaround.com and use the promo code DADVILLE15 for 15% off your order. That's DADVILLE15 for 15% off your order at knockaround.com. Yeah. Hi, I'm Dave Barnes. And I'm John McLaughlin. And welcome to Dadville. Dadville is a podcast where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of awesome dadding. It's funny thoughts and deep talks. So please, enjoy your time here in Dadville and enjoy this episode with... Phil You have still got it. Thank you. You still got it. You know what else I have? What? And still have? What? A love for a good podcast. Oh, oh. Yeah. I know that. You know what I mean? I know that about you. I've been listening to the Matthew West podcast, and I'll tell you this, Dave, to use a sports reference, it's a winner. Wow. <laughs> John, and I'm going to tell you something else. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Thank I you. I love it. You know, as a fellow Hoosier, you. to use another sports reference, yeah. is that a sports reference? It, it kind of. Be. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy listening to him talk to Cody Zeller, NBA star. It's good that you recognized your common thread with Cody, because mm-hmm. I've been saying that. I, I'll yell it across the street to you. I'm like, you and Cody Zeller are so similar. You, okay? He's okay. From your I home didn't state. know what you were saying there, but now I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been saying that for like a year and a half. Yeah. And now I get well, and, and just to bring it back up, your home, the, the actual similarity is actually not your basketball skills. It is home state. And that's where I don't, that well, feels like I'm, that feels yeah, heavy. But I, hey, don't doubt my jumper. I Dave. never do. Okay? I never I'll do. go out in the in the driveway right now and show it to you. Huh? I'll put you in a world of pain from behind the three-point line. Yeah. And, and you, that is the first time I've ever said that phrase. 
He's so convincing, though. Join Matthew as he not only shares the story God is writing in his own life, but the stories of some of his favorite friends, artists, authors, athletes, and influencers, such as Mark Hall from Casting Crowns, best-selling author and also dad fellow alumni, Max Lucado, Sadie and Corey Robertson, best-selling author and speaker John Gordon, and many, many more. In addition, Dave, each week, listeners will be taken behind the scenes into Matthew's studio, Story House, that's the name, to experience some of the powerful stories behind his music. New episodes are released every Wednesday, so be sure to listen and subscribe to the Matthew West Podcast today. Phil, how in the heck fire are you doing? Thanks for having me on yeah. and wanting to talk to me. It's kind of you guys. I'm honored to be a part of it. <laughs> I'm serious. Hey, can, I'm, so, I'm, can we start off? Oh, go ahead. You were about to say something nice about us. I feel like so oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't want to cut you off. I'm, I'm a I'm fan of both you guys from a distance. And I think don't both of you are crazy talented and how this every time either of your names come up, people smile and have a good thing to say. And I've always thought, man, it'd be cool to hang. So this is this is awesome. Oh, that's really nice. I, I want to. I don't. I feel like coming in hot, but I want to say this may be my favorite episode ever. Uh, Already, really, um, just so the far. way it started. So far, this is top two. <laughs> this is top two easy. Um, How many of you? Phil, guys? We we are thrilled to have you on. We um, this will. What is this, John? It's a hundred. This is like a hundred forty-ish. Yeah, I think. A lot. Yeah. That yeah. feels like a lot to me. Um, I, what I was going to say is, you have. You Phil have the the rare combination of great hair, which yep. a lot of people Check. who have great hair, you never see a hat on the head, right? But you also look great in a hat. Ah. You're also like it, right? You're the dual hat guy. And some people who wear hats a lot, you see them and you're like, you're not a hat guy. Mm -hmm. I can just tell you're not a hat guy. You shouldn't wear hats. But yeah. Well, I, I actually I'm getting pretty. If I don't. Don't keep up on the trim on the side. Like I'm definitely showing that I'm almost 40 years old. So I start wearing a hat, which is it's just probably. I think it's cool though. Way too self conscious. But whenever I see a commercial where the guy like has gray and you, and they color it, I'm always like, no, he looked cooler when it was like salt and pepper. Yeah, it's actually I very true. I agree with that too. But I appreciate your kind words about hat and hair. Now I've taken the what, hat off. I actually kind of feel Phil you 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 know this more than John and I do I mean especially with this tour that you just got done with like you're not dealing with people who are watching you like from the crowd or you know and you're like they probably can't see it you're dealing with like Mondo Dome you know like the yeah. Enormo Dome uh uh high def screens on either side and so it is like they are you know they are seeing every witch about of your face and hair, and so that's a different that's a different level than me. Like ah, that guy can't see; he's like ten feet away. I'm good. You know, yeah, you, they fine. are like we're they're fine. pulling in. They can tell what emotion you're feeling. I would need to have a screen. conversation with like the head of lighting and the camera guys because <laughs> I would be like, look, it's all fine. All of this front of the face t is fine. If you get back here <laughs> into like that's, the crown of my head yeah. area, yeah. we need to that's go Thunder straight Dome. to the lyrics. If that's you see Thunder the Dome. camera going there, cut to the lyrics. We yeah, can't lyrics. let the people see. You know, what I, I have to always. This, I'm a little bit, little bit serious answer, but I just, I, the more, I didn't need to keep reminding myself, like the less you care, you truly care about that, and the more you just freaking be yourself, be yes. normal, be cool. The more, the better the night's gonna go. The more, the louder yep. people are gonna sing. The more yep. people are gonna walk yep. away feeling like you gave them something. You gave them not just like a, 
like a thing, you know, not, not just a product, but yourself. And so yeah, that's why yeah. I like, man, yeah. let's go, let's go kill it. Let's, let's go. go do let's it. get in there. You let's know? get in there. I, See, I, and that's why God has given you the gift of that hair because he, God's like, you know what? He gets it. He has the right mindset. So let's reward him with some heavenly hair. Yes. Well, you guys are too heavenly kind, man. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a haircut tomorrow actually, but. I want you to go into your day, Phil, just feeling I feel follically encouraged. Very encouraged. I truly, truly <laughs> do. Thank you. Encouraged. Because honestly, uh, you're I, just starting I your was, day, right? You're in I'm San Diego. I'm just starting my day, but on, on that tour, I was out with the guy with probably the best hair in all of oh, Brandon Christian, Scott. Christian and yeah. gospel music. He's just got the main. It's like Samson level. It's, yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. He he is Samson. He's the modern day worship Samson, and like. So going out with him <laughs> and and for him, just, it always just looks so awesome. And then like, he'll come out the next day and it's just like, he, he's got it all braided and he looks like he's just so <sighs> bad to the bone, you know? And, and then the next day he's got it all flown out of a hat. I'm like, bro, I can't, I'm just, I can't keep yeah. up. I'm just, Did you guys as a, as a tour prank talk about maybe cutting all his hair off in his sleep? No, we actually, I'd never... I would never dream of it. He gets up and he can't sing. He, like he doesn't you even realize have the strength he really to hold is. the mic. Uh, yeah, can you imagine? I actually think we all. It doesn't just strengthen him; it strengthens everybody on the stage. Every time he, every time that thing whips around, and you get a little bit, you're in the splash zone a little bit. You know, you got a little bit of the glory splash from the, the locks. Oh my gosh! I mean, when That's I'm the, when the, I just I can see it when he goes back to the drummer. The drummer just it's a, gets another level. When that hair starts whipping, <laughs> it's amazing. That's true. That is incredible. That makes me laugh. Brandon so is, he is like a, he is an energy, like a, he's a battery for other people, you know, just his energy that he, yeah. he brings around and what he'll come into the room before the night and just say like what God has on his heart or what he's like feeling for the night. Like it's, he's, he's just definitely got a gift to lead, mm -hmm. you know, lead by, yeah, yeah, yeah. lead with, um, contagious just passion you know and uh yeah. I, I love yeah, yeah. i love being on i love him he's a brother um but that tour was yeah. like it was my favorite tour i've ever done well so so let's mm -hmm. let's let's tell the people what we're doing because everybody right now is ha they're having so much fun but they're like <laughs> what's happening um so everybody today we have phil wickham with us all the way from san diego which is early there and that's why we appreciate him he's just given up some of his life some of his time some you know to, to be with us so so phil we do a little bit of the brag sheet every time so here's a little bit about this is your life uh released 10 studio albums four live albums two christmas albums uh his single this is amazing grace is certified certified platinum and topped the uh christian airplay chart nominated for 16 dove awards Good gracious. Jeez. One in 2019 for Worship Recorded Song of the Year, 2022 for Songwriter of the Year, and Artist in 2022 for Worship Album of the Year and Worship Recorded Song of the Year, nominated for two Grammys, but been out this year with Brandon Lake on the Summer Worship Nights, which uh, I heard was super duper awesome, and we're hearing about the power of Brandon's hair and the way it encourages people and challenges them at the same time. Um and uh, fun facts, which I love these. Our producer always throws these in there. Uh, parents were both members of Parable, which I did a deep dive on this this morning, which was unbelievably, uh, uh, I just, I couldn't, I, every click, I just just got deeper and deeper, um, which was like, God, what a fun fact. And I actually want to talk about that a little bit. But, um, and began leading worship at 13. Is that true? It's true, yeah. I grew up in a, in a house. My parents have been leading worship as long as I've been alive. So it felt normal. It wasn't like this weird thing mm -hmm. in my mind for me as a 12, 13 year old kid to 
learn guitar by singing worship songs and then got shoved on stage by a youth pastor who was doing his job giving kids a chance to be on stage and I fell in, that's how I, that's how I felt, really fell in love with Jesus out and it wasn't just like a, like my parents are Christian, so I'm Christian, but God used these worship songs that connect my heart to oh, his. Wow. That's probably why I've been doing it ever since that's, I fell in love with those moments of people just singing to him. And I remember, I remember yeah. as a 14 year old kid, just being up at summer camp and kids coming to Jesus and getting baptized and mm-hmm. singing these songs over them. Just thinking about God, I'm, I'm here Every time you want me to be, um, I'll say yes because this is too awesome. And wow! So, so the first time that you wait, wait, actually, wait, I don't want to dive in yet because I want to. We're going to encourage. I need to send some. I need to bring in two really hot takes real quick before okay. we before we jump in because John John is eager as you can tell, Phil. But I have to say this, <laughs> Phil. I told I told John. I really think you may have, in my opinion, like top ten. I'll even give you twenty voices of people singing right now. I'm not kidding. I think your voice, I hear you sing, and it becomes a struggle for me. I'm not kidding. Like, I remember your first album with Divine Romance, and I heard that song, and I was like, I don't know about this, man. Like, I remember I had, like, a moment in my car. I was like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's this song (laughs) is so good and even more frustrating. This guy's voice is out of this freaking world. And so... It is. I mean, I I, I I love what you do. Your but I, I think your ability to sing is so insanely good. It is like really intimidating, and it's why I'm glad we've actually like never sat in a room together. Because what? I'd be like, what? No, you sing it. No, you sing it. No, sing a little more. That's good. I like how you sing it. Okay. I just give you my catalog. I just be like, here's all my music. You should sing that too, dude. Um, but it's really. I mean, you, you are such a insanely gifted dude. It's it's fun to see you doing what you do because I think you know one of the things that's so funny about that too is like when you hear someone that can do what you do early on I'm like man I hope this cuts through like I hope that mm-hmm. Phil's one of those guys that get, gets a chance so knowing you know and even more so knowing that you and Brandon were doing what you're doing I'm like his voice needs to be heard to, in venues like that like it's one of the you know and that's not true of everybody's voice but you just have such an incredibly okay okay um, okay well I'll cut you off there and I'll that's be- <laughs> why I've got a couple of songs I want to send you and just see how you yeah. sound you know see if they stick oh, uh, no but you seriously? really are so gifted are you kidding man. me man? It's, it's really substantial that's one thing coming from like a, some media published publicist guy that's trying to write an article but that coming from you is crazy so I, I, I mean it, dude. Thank you. I mean it. I mean thank it. Thank you. It's it's substantial. What do you? I'm always curious with with musicians who are you know who play an instrument, write, and sing, maybe produce all all these different categories of what we do. When someone compliments you as a singer, how does that hit you? Are you like because I I have my own little hierarchy of <laughs> compliments. Cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if someone's like. That's an man, interesting you're, question. You're a great singer, or like, man, you're a great uh, piano player, or whatever. Like, where where is singing on that list? Are you like, well, well really, I would love for somebody to say I'm a great guitar player. Cause that's that's a, my, I, I'm so whatever. glad you asked. That's that actually that's a great, great great question, and only question someone like us would ask, right? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I would say I, I'm probably in a hierarchy of how I, I actually rate myself in these things. You know, like, and which. You know, there's definitely things that there was things that Brandon Lake would do every night that I'm like, man, I just I can't I can't do that vocally. Like the little yeah. falsetto riffs, I'm like, I wouldn't sound, I wouldn't hit all those notes <laughs> as solid as he is. Like he's a great singer yeah. too. Um, and then I'm on stage, like I remember being 
I, I had to sing. I, well, I got to. I, I sang a song with Chandler Moore, and I was with the Mab City Crew a couple years ago. And like that's just a different thing. I everything yeah, that they were yeah, doing. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just gonna. I just have to remember. I do a thing, <laughs> and I'm gonna do my thing. I'm gonna sing the song because this. There's stuff happening that spontaneously that I, my brain would never go to, and it's so beautiful. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I think I'm. A, as I've grown more and been in more situations, I've been, a, the talent level has gotten so high. And usually that means a talent level of singing, you know, because I know I'm not as good as the lead guitar player on stage. I'll never play drums like this guy. I'll never play bass like this guy. I'm, I'm really, I'm a really solid rhythm guitar guy. Like I actually get a lot, mm-hmm. I get, I'm going to say this out loud. I get a lot of compliments from producers saying like, wow, you really, you strum on the click really oh, don't well. You love that. Yeah, actually I've, I've worked, I've worked 18 years to, to strum on the click, you know, a good G chord. So I feel, I, I feel, I feel really solid about like, you want me to be in the pocket with a guitar playing a G chord. I can do that. Yeah. Um, singing, singing is up there, but for, for me, it's like, I would say song, like writing, like writing songs hmm. just specifically for the church uh, would be like my, um, is the highest compliment of like, Hey, like I just, I really, I really connect with your songs and I, to some reason I make them my own. There's some reason your songs are the easiest yeah. to make my own to sing Jesus. That's like for me the biggest compliment. Um, but also, you know what? And I, and I want to oh. say this. Well, I was just going to say, you know, quickly, Phil. I think because I think it's so worth circling what you just said. Um, and I'm going to forget to talk about it if you keep talking because my brain's like a five year old monkey. Mine um, too. Mine too. I, I think something <laughs> something that was so cool for me to learn as a songwriter and artist really early in my career because when I started writing songs, and I think John probably feels this way too to some degree, like. I just couldn't, like, as much as I knew CCM, and, and when I was coming up, I'm 45 now, but when I was coming up, it was the heyday of CCM. Like, that, my, like, late high school, college careers were just, like, you know, as a genre, it was just, like, really popping off. You know, it's a DT talk, audio adrenaline, Chris Rice, all the stuff. It was just really exploding. And so um, I really thought, I got to do this. Like, I'm a Christian I write, I'm starting to write songs. And, and I'm telling you, I couldn't do it. Like I would sit to write songs and everything would come out this other way. You know, there'd be love songs or be like some other thing. But it was just like anytime I tried to make them gospel centric in that way, it just wouldn't work. And it was so contrite and it was so contrived. And so when I got to Nashville, you know, meeting Brandon Heath was such a uh, joy in so many ways. And, I'm, and I knew him in college and we went to school together. But he was he was one of the first people I talked to. He was like, no, man, like that's what I want, like that, that's what comes out of me. It, because I think I thought, is this, does everybody, is this like something that people actually have a passion for too? Or are they kind of like doing it because they sort of feel like they have to, or, and it was such a cool thing for me to get around people. And still to this day who that is the natural outpouring for them, because mm-hmm. I, I, it is not for me. Like mm-hmm. if you give me a guitar or piano, it's, it's, I mean, one out of a hundred songs is going to be what you said so well, like a song for the church or, or to sort of be a more worshipful moment. Uh, it's just not the way I'm built. And so it's it's been such a joy. And I love hearing you say that because I think people need to hear that. It's like, mm. God, it's, it's so fascinating to me the way that he makes songwriters because it's not a choice, I think, a lot of times. It's the way God makes us and the wiring we have. And sort of when you put all the stuff in the music and everything in our heads, it pops out this way. And, and, I, and I love that the church can celebrate both of those things, you know, that they can have places for me and John and guys who are in girls and bands who are doing who are believers, but, but the way that the world and music comes out of them is this way. And then people like you and Brandon and, you know, my other friends who are in that space, who 
do it, it comes out that way. I just think that fascinates me still. Even even as old as I am, I'm like, I just love that. I love that it's not sort of like if you were a Christian, you should do or whatever, you know. Yeah, hundred percent. I love there's definitely there's outlets now that exist that didn't exist back then too, right? Like it's like there's only one way to be a Christian artist in in nineteen ninety two. And because uh, yeah. no one played worship music, they play this kind of music, right, right. and there's no other real right. way for you to get heard. Like MySpace wasn't even around yet, you know what I mean? Like, so right, you right, kind of right. you had to do a thing, or else you you either were like, I'm gonna write songs that fit into this little formula, or right. um, or I'm just gonna go do something to fall on mainstream, right. or you know. Right. Right. Uh, and right. so it's so cool. There's outlets now you could for it, it to happen. You just post a reel of a chorus, and people, if it's good, people will share it. You know what I mean? On Instagram, and yeah. all, all of a yeah. sudden, mm-hmm. yeah, five hundred yeah. people are showing up at your shows. It's amazing, you know. And, um, but I and yeah. also think back then too, and maybe this is just my upbringing, but I wonder if you guys can relate. Uh, John, did you grow up going to church too? Or are you like church kid? I did. Okay, because mm-hmm. I growing up like a '90s youth group guy. Like uh, maybe it was just my my specific church but there was definitely more like black and white this is wrong this is right not just like this is what you this is what uh what i forget how you put it but like this is what i feel like i should do not just that but also like this is like this is the christian thing to do or like i'm not almost there's a sense almost like i'm not allowed to to i'm not allowed to chase that dream of being you two number two or whatever the next whatever the next yeah yeah yeah. like I am, but I'm my. I'm gonna get looked down a little bit on by, like the last the, the older generation of my church that I'm like actually playing at bars and yeah. clubs. Like there's that sense, and I think, um, I think that still exists probably to some degree. But I think that's really broken down a lot yeah. too, and people are just like, yeah. man, make beautiful stuff, full of truth, carry the light of Jesus, and maybe that's just a change in my heart and a, a, some liberation that I've seen of, in my own self over the last twenty years. But I think it exists in, in a much bigger way, which is so beautiful. Just to reiterate your point, yeah. On that thought, growing up, when your parents having the background that Dave mentioned earlier, that they were in, par- was it Parable? Yeah, Parable. Yeah. They, so they grew up playing music and or in their a, a young adult life or whatever. Like, so music was, I'm guessing, just like everywhere in the house. Yeah. Like, how did they feel about you playing music? And did you feel that pressure from them to stay within the church? Really quick. The, so my parents both got saved. My dad was 15. My mom was 20. At that whole, oh, wow. there, there's a recent movie that called, came out that called, it's called Jesus, Re, Jesus Re, Revolution. And uh, it's about Chuck Smith yeah. and Lonnie Frisbee in the beginning of this Jesus people. Anyways, Lonnie Frisbee led both of my parents to the Lord in that tent in that time. So Holy they're, cow. they're fully mm. from that. Like they got baptized in that little cove that's in the movie. You know, actually I did too by Jeez. my dad when I was eight. So that's like my, that's my, holy cow. That's my parents, you know, history. And, uh, and Chuck Smith, that mm-hmm. church, Calvary Chapel, that's in that movie. My dad was a worship leader there for the first 14 years of my life. So I grew Jeez up there. Louise. So oh, watch, wow. watching, watching, I actually got to take my parents to an early screening with Greg Laurie, who is the, he's now in his, in his late sixties, but, uh, mm-hmm. he's the kid in the movie, you know, um, who's mm-hmm. now, now become kind of a, a friend and a mentor and, I got to take my parents and with him and a few other people that were there in the moment to this little theater in Newport beach and got to see it before it came out. And it was amazing to be in that room. All that being said, so that's my upbringing. My parents just radically being saved out of the world, one playing in bars, playing Jimi Hendrix riffs, and then all of a sudden finding Jesus and, uh, and wanting to play for him. And that's why parable was born is all these young hippies found Jesus and want to tell people about him. And that's how all those bands are born parable the way and, uh, 
Uh, there's yeah. that love song and there's other ones. Um, and, and so my parents were traveling around singing about Jesus because Jesus changed their life. And that's how they fell in love on this band. They get married. I'm born. We moved to, we know to San Diego and I'm growing up there. And so I kind of knew some chords my whole life growing up. But when, when, when we moved to San Diego, when I was 12, I had a summer, summer vacation with nothing to do. My dad said, Hey, if you want a guitar, I'll give you my old beater one, but you have to promise you learn how to play it. And I thought that's cool. And, and so, yeah, never any pressure um, to, from them to learn, never any pressure for them to lead worship. Uh, but music was just always around. And then, like I said earlier, I playing guitar in my room, the only songs I really knew were these worship songs that we would sing in church, you know, Lord, I lift your name on high. And He is exalted. Yep. The king is exalted on high. I will praise God. Um, do you remember that one? I don't know I if you, you can that. sing like that at nine in the morning. Is just, oh, I whatever. Place. I'm coming back, Phil. I'm um, coming back. It's okay. It's okay. And, so, uh, so wait real quick. Can I ask? Yes. Because, you're so you're like a 12 year old kid around this point in the story yeah and your parents worship music is like the equivalent of like nuclear medicine when i was growing up my dad that's what he does for a living so at 12 generally it's like whatever your parents do for a living is like the least cool thing in the world whatever it is they could be an actor they could be a movie star whatever it's like not cool if if you're you know preteen or whatever is that how you felt about music no i think i was always proud of what my parents did i, I liked uh, you know because uh-huh. in my in my idea we you know the church we went to was thrive well it was uh calvary chapel in costa mesa mm-hmm. was like this thriving four services yeah. on sundays fifteen thousand people coming through on a, on a weekend oh my god that kind of like just lots of lots of like people getting saved lots of stuff just the Lord, I mean, it still is, but the Lord was really moving through that church and through that family mm-hmm. churches of Calvary Chapel. And, and then I just had a sense as my parents would like, tra- I'd like follow, go with them to other churches to like, you know, as they would be guest worship leaders and stuff like that. And my parents like put a, 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 an album out um, during the time I can remember um, that really connected in our, in our family churches too. And so I, I could see the specialness. I could sense that this was that yeah. pe- that people were engaged and touched by it. And I think that that was the biggest thing. It was not me seeing my parents on stage, but like there was all the hey, are you are you John and Lisa Wickham? You know, it's like hey, thank you so much for leading at church and it's really it touched. So all those little moments of like, oh, this is like a thing that God is using and this is real. And then my parents um you know, no one's perfect, but they really were and still are really faithful um in their walks with the Lord. Um all, I, 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 I have many memories of seeing my dad with the Bible open in the morning and on his lap in a chair, you know, and and my mom just saying, well, let's pray about it was such a normal thing, you know, like it's just having the, the Lord a, a part of our life was very normal. And again, because they were so radically saved and they carrying this thing that happened in the 1970s with them still to this day uh, in their hearts. And, and so so then I didn't think it was like the coolest thing in the world, but I also didn't want to run away from it. I just thought this is important. Mm. And I had a sense um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when I, when I was, when I was playing guitar in my room singing, like I could sing of your love forever. And these songs is really when in my, by myself in the loneliness of that summer moving from Orange County to San Diego, God really met me. And I, that's in, the, in that moment, not like one day, but in that summer, I started a relationship with Jesus and, and I, I kind of realized it was more than like what my parents do on stage, more than church, like 
the Lord just kind of opened my heart to say, like, I want to know you and I'm letting, and I, and, I, and I know you and I want you to know me. And, and it was through these songs. And I think that's from, so from a very early age, I, I just fell in love with these songs that other people wrote to give me my first idea of what it meant to pray to God on my own, you know, and to love God on my own has now been, I think that has carried on in my heart. Why I said earlier, it's like such a joy. And that's why I put it this way. It's such a joy to write new melodies and music that light people's hearts up that don't just think, wow, this is good music and this is inspiring. But like, there's this special thing that when you write songs to God and God gives you the gifting and ability to do it and, and, and opens the door when you write songs to God that other people take in, it's like, it's not just, I like Phil's music. It's like, this is like, people make it their own music, their own prayer, you know? And, and and, which is wild. And, 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 and I, and an and, and ever expanding amount of sense of responsibility and honor comes with that in my in my heart, and uh, where it just and as I grew up more and more too, um, and went through experiences and realized what God had put inside of me to do, what God put inside my heart to connect with, um, not because I'm super holy or not because I'm a great Christian music guy, but just because he, it's like what you said He put inside of me to do. It's just I realized I try to try to write this EDM song. And I'm like, you know what? I just like want to write. I just, I, but ultimately I really just want people to sing to Jesus or try to write this love song and go up and get some sync hits with a guy in LA I know or whatever. It's like, that was fun, but let me get back to what I love to do. You know, it just is, yeah, I've, I've almost right. tried to do other stuff and it's just ultimately like, man, this, I just want to get back to what I do, you know? That was really good. That was that's really top five yeah. of all time. That's this is a co-write right now. <laughs> you saw me mow my yard this weekend, John. Yeah, I saw the whole thing. And you probably I canceled. Saw me. I canceled a coffee date just to sit there and watch you. <laughs> it's my calves, isn't it? It is. Just say yes. Just I need it right now. You saw me murmuring to myself. I'm sure uh-huh. talking to myself. Do you know what I kept Nothing saying over and over? Ordinary. Yeah. Knockaround is the original affordable sunglasses company offering quality shades that won't break the bank. I That's exactly get, what I thought you I were saying. I couldn't get them out of my head, John. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Knockaround has so many different color combinations, and they have 17 unique frame styles, Dave. Did yep. you know that? So if my math is correct, if you put those together, it's like 500 billion different combinations <laughs> that you can do. Might I don't know if that's actually <laughs> correct. But but they're offered with both standard UV 400 protection and polarized lenses. You're about to forget this, so I'm going to say not to. Knockaround also has kid-sized lenses. I would never forget that, Dave. Okay. And check this out, because you don't even know this, but I'm about to drop some knowledge on you. You, you can, can customize, customize your, your own pair of sunglasses, sunglasses on knockaround.com. knockaround.com. I didn't know that. You didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You can choose the color of each arm, the frame, the lenses. It's all custom. I don't know why I'm asking you this, but I do yeah. want to know. Did you design your own pair? Uh, Dave, I didn't have to. Oh. I found the perfect <laughs> pair for my taste. The Songbird style in piano oh, black. Songbirds because you're a singer in That's piano right. black because you play the piano. I, John, I get it. It yeah. actually makes sense. Yeah, it's like they know me. Mm-hmm. So how can our listeners find their favorite pair? Here's what you did. That's, that's my question. I, I got excited. I just yeah. jumped. Okay. So we got to tell you now. Wait till I'm done. Okay, go okay. ahead. Here's what you do. Since you're a loyal Dadville listener, you can head on over to knockaround.com and use promo code DADVILLE15 anytime for 15% off your order. That's amazing. Thanks. So all they have to do is they just go to knockaround.com and just use the promo code DADVILLE15, that's DADVILLE15, for 15% off their order of an awesome new pair of sunglasses. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> John, that's all I'm asking you to do. It's so too good to be true. Guys. 
Let's get some of them things on your face today. <laughs>John, would you talk to him? Dave? Yeah. If you'll let me talk, I will. Okay, sorry. Please don't interrupt me because what I'm about to say is so important. Give it to him. Okay? Yep. Ready? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Are you ready? I wasn't. Here we I go. Right now. Okay. Again, please don't interrupt. Guys, fall is all about back to school and back to routine checklist. And the most important task on that checklist, Dave, should be securing your, your family's, family's financial, financial future. future. I knew you knew mm-hmm. where I was going. Mm-hmm. Starting with... Life Life insurance. insurance. Now, Dave, Fabric by Gerber Life makes it quick and easy and affordable to protect your family so you can get back to enjoying your life. Yes, knowing that you and your family are covered by a great life insurance policy is an incredible relief, and Fabric is an awesome way to go. That's right. Fabric was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high-quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. Get your personalized quote in just minutes and then apply when it's convenient for you. It's all online and on whose schedule? Your schedule. That's right. You could go from start to covered in less than 10 minutes with no health exam required. With over 1,700 five-star reviews, they're rated Mm. as excellent on Trustpilot. But Dave, Fabric has more than just life insurance. Their easy digital platform also lets you create wills, access college savings funds, and manage your family's finances right from your phone so your family is prepared for anything. Fabric has partnered with Gerber Life, trusted by millions of families like yours for over 50 years. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply today in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash dadville. That's meetfabric.com slash dadville. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash dadville. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. Hello, Dave. Wow. Okay, yours was yours was better than mine, Johnny. Thanks. Are yep. you loving this warmer weather? Summer mm. is just around the corner. Dave, I am so glad that you brought that up because the weather has been so great. Mm. I'm playing tennis, yep. right? Mm-hmm. I'm sitting outside on the porch Gosh. in my tennis shoes, <laughs> going for walks yep. in my in different shoes. I don't, yeah, I don't I walk say, in that's tennis just shoes. too far. Yeah, I mean, it's so nice. And honestly, I don't really want to be spending too much time in the kitchen making meals because there's so many other John, things John, to John, 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 John. That's yeah. where Factor comes in. You can fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, so you can spend more time outside. Okay, it sounds good, but Dave, let me ask you a question. Okay. Can I meet my wellness goals in time for summer <laughs> with Factor? I hope you've got goals and then more goals, John, because we'd call you Cristiano Ronaldo. Soccer joke. Hey, yo. And guess what? And then some, John. It's going to be just fine. Factor has chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. Dave, that sounds so awesome. You've talked me into it. I'm ready. Wow, that was easy. I'm ready to kickstart my routine with 35 different Good meals. Gracious. And more than 60 add-ons to choose from, Goodness Dave. Did you know that? Gracious. I'm educating you now. <laughs> and these are restaurant-quality meals like filet mignon, Ooh. right? Mm-hmm. Shrimp. Mm-hmm. 
blackened salmon. Enjoy you know? effortless support for your lifestyle. Choose from six menu preferences to help you manage calories, maximize protein intake, avoid meat, or simply eat well-balanced. Head to factormeals.com slash dadville50 and use the code dadville50 to get 50% off. That's five zero. 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code DADVILLE50 at factormeals.com slash DADVILLE50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Have you ever had uh, the moment, you know, where maybe your parents come to, to uh, a show and, you know, you're chatting backstage afterward or whatever and, you know, dad's like, that was great. You guys, the band sounded great. You know, a couple notes. I noticed that, you, you know. Oh, yeah. He's got years oh, yeah. and years and years. He's been doing this for a lot longer than you have. My dad almost always has a couple notes, which is awesome. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. no, that's no, no. hysterical. I mean, are wait. you like, yeah, I want to hear the notes. Or are you like, dad, just pat me on the back and, you know, <laughs> let's go to dinner. He's not, and it, my dad is, if you met him, he's so sweet and humble and meek, and he's still leading worship and leading teams for a reason at a, that's almost 70 uh-huh. years old, because he's just so trusted and full of integrity and meets people right where they're at. All that being said, um, he's just, he's not afraid to be like, that was weird, this moment. I think that's a weird, or that, <laughs> like, hey, like, I'll have, um, I'll, I just sent him a new song that I'm going to be releasing for Christmas. Like we're getting it mixed right now, but it was right before it was getting mixed. And I'm like, check out this new song. Cause I think it's awesome. And, uh, and I think it's going to be really Christmassy, but people can sing it. And, and, uh, and he's like, mm, that bridge, like, yeah. you know, uh, he's like, I don't know. He calls me. He's like, I don't know, Phil, like that bridge just, it's kind of a mouth. Like, I don't know. I just don't, I want to, don't want to sing it. You know, I feel like other people feel the same way. He's like very honest. <laughs> John, you heard his feelings. Phil was so mad. That was he too left. personal. He that was so too John, personal. John has done something that has never happened in Dad before. He said something too personal, and Phil said, you know what? I knew it was a I'm minefield. I knew it was a minefield. <laughs> what I is the one thing I... I told you not to talk about, John? Literally, the one thing. Is is his dad critical? His dad. Don't bring I said, up. if you bring this up, what is the one thing every PR person says about Phil? Don't bring up his dad's Don't criticism bring his dad up. Yeah. about Christmas songs. I know. I couldn't remember if you said bring it up or not bring it up. <laughs> and in are. those situations, I always Phil, go with bring it up. Phil is headed to the beach right now with a surfboard. <laughs> so mad at us. He's not coming back. Oh. Um, what do you think he would say right now if we asked him another question? Just practice some questions. On <laughs> and Phil... Um, what does your mom say? <clears throat> Go ahead, Phil. <laughs> Phil, go ahead. If you, what it, your mom and music, is that? Go ahead. So. Phil? Okay. Do you have a thought um, about that? Does your mom have critiques of your dad? So does your mom have a better critiques? dad, you or your dad? Do you, does your mom have critiques of your dad's critiques? Because that could even <laughs> things out. You know, because if he says that, but she's like, I kind of liked it, you know, you may be back at zero again. Now what dad... What your father just said was very offensive, but the way he said it was Here I come. perfectly delivered. Phil, he didn't there mean we that. Go. We are so sorry. I am so sorry, he, Phil. I told him, don't ask about the dad in the Christmas songs. Obviously. Phil's going to disappear on us. Yeah. That's so, so funny. Anyways, I, all that I was telling, I'm glad it cut me off because I was making the t- story too long. But my dad, 
I listened, I went back and listened to it. And when the reason why I hated it is because when he said it, I knew in my heart, like I could have written a better bridge. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then, you know what I did is I rewrote it and I re-sang it. And that night I, I got up after I put my kids to bed, I got up in my little, this room right here, my little studio and, uh, and I re-sang it and I sent it to the producer. He's like, this is better. I was like, I know my dad, <sighs> my dad challenged dad, it. Dad was dad, and, uh, again. Well that, and so that's, that was one recent time where like kind of, I was like, no, I just didn't have, to, I didn't think I had time to fix it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I've come to really, really love his critique mm. because I would say 70%, he's always honest, which is awesome. And 70% of the time, I actually think he's right. And then 30% of the time, it's, it's fun to have that relationship with your dad. It's like, dad, I'm, I know I already got it right. You're, you're not right on this. You know, <laughs> that's, that's, that's kind of where we are right now. I know, I feel so strong on this, but yeah, he, he always, he often has notes. I can't imagine, like, I'm sitting here thinking as you're talking about, I'm like, what would it be like to have a parent that is in, that has done music and is in music? Because I can't think of anything that is more vulnerable in me than someone critiquing my songs. And I mean, Phil, as you know, and I know John knows too, like, when you work with producers, you know, especially early on, uh, I had this conversation with a new artist literally two days ago. There's nothing that's more helpful than good song people. Nothing. Because they can mm-hmm. hear it and go, hey... I mean, Ed Cash was this for albums for me. Like, I'd bring in a bunch of songs to Ed, and he'd be like, all right. <laughs> like, I'd come in with 15, and I'm like, might want to strap yourself in, my man, because this is the new thriller. And he'd be like, all right, let's listen to some yeah. <laughs> And, you know, he, it never failed that he'd go, okay, these four are awesome. This one needs a tweak on the chorus, and the rest I wouldn't record. And it would be like, what? You know, but just like you, Phil, you'd leave, and you'd kind of go like, you know, he's probably right. You know what I mean? But, but that is a yep. guy who I could leave – and I, you know, and though Ed is one of my best friends, you know, it was like, wasn't my dad. I can't imagine like my dad being like, so I listen to some of his stuff. Uh, third song's too slow, too slow. And a lot of major sevens on these songs, Dave. I don't think that's our vibe with this record. I mean, I just think it would be like, there's no safe place to go at that point. You know what I mean? It's like- that's funny. Well, I, I need to say then too, uh, that I do feel like my mom and my dad are my biggest cheerleaders as yeah, well. Yeah. And for every every critique, there's ten. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I was yeah, so yeah, blessed yeah. by this, so blessed by that. And that, that's not like I don't feel like it's form. It's not like I gotta go compliment Phil before I tell. It's I I I I expect more of like this is this is so special. I can't wait for people to sing this. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But so, which make which makes the critiques of like like it sounds too high for your voice or something like it makes it way more powerful. <laughs> that's such you know? a great yeah. specific uh, critique. Yeah, it sounds I know. too high for your voice. <laughs> It's 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 a gift to have that though because you don't have to worry about some like secondary motivation for the critique. You know what I mean? Well, it's that, yeah, the critique. The critiques are really specific. That's what's cool too. It's not like this broad. Like I don't know. Yeah, I just yeah, can't yeah, put my yeah. feet. Yeah, 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 feel as yeah. Good as, It's like really specific, yeah. which is helpful and also comedic it sounds to yeah. have your voice is just such great code for, <laughs> it's like code for so many things code for like you need to resing this vocal yeah yeah or it's just a bad song sounds a little too high for uh, okay thanks dad i'll just scrap that whole idea thanks dad that was a Thank song you. cycle that i wrote a whole album too but let's just scrap it because it's too high for my voice you know one of the things that i think is so cool about what you do and what brandon and, and a lot of the community that you're in does is you know you, you it is such a different in my brain and this may you can rebuke me here but like you know where, where John and I would write songs there's sort of certain criteria in my brain for what I'm doing 
it's very different, I would imagine, than some of what you're going through because you said it so well and enunciated earlier. Like, you know, you're going, I can't wait to hear people sing this. And while I, that does matter to me, it's not quite as important as other things are because it's not a commute, you know, I'm not writing songs to be sung by hundreds and thousands of people. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm, I hope they do, but that's not really the center thing I'm shooting for. And so it's got to be interesting as you're writing because it really is about some sort of distillation in a way of like, okay, this has really got to be understandable and palatable and singable, you know what I mean? Which is, I can't imagine having those as a grid. It would just be such a different thing for me, you know what I mean? Then, then, yep. you know, and, and so as you said that earlier, I was like, what a beautiful way to put that because that would be a really interesting, one of the things that I did last year, this new record I'm putting out, I listened to Beatles for a year. And that's all yeah. I listen to. But, but oddly enough, it's kind of what they did. And so I would do this thing, and I wonder if you have to, if you do this too with your kids. But I would get in my car because I realized that uh, taking the kids school every day, we I would just listen to Beatles songs, and I was always amazed at how quickly they would take them on. Like the kids, it was like immediate, immediate, immediate. And so as I would write songs, I would sneak them in. So I'd be like, okay, cool. let's listen to one of Daddy's new songs, and it would just be like, you know, the song would end, and the moment was, oh god, are they going to sing it? Because I felt like that's one of the Beatles' tricks: is that you just sing them, and every now and then they would, and it became this hysterical like uh, litmus paper, you know, test where I'd be like, all right, now if if I turn the music off for the last three minutes before we get to school, and they're singing my chorus, like boom. Like it's nailed it. I mean, do you have like a little trick with that with these songs? Like, be it your wife or your parents or your kids, because you know you're writing choruses, especially. And I mean, obviously the verses, but you know they they need to be singable. They need to be palatable yep. to huge groups of people. Is there some way that you sort of proof that stuff? Um, man, uh, yes and no. I think by this time it it's a stuff. Um. I, I used to think like write for like write for church and what can I what can I imagine in church what would what will bands be able to play at churches and yeah, yeah. and that that's sometimes that's sometimes the thought in some songs um, but it really has gotten now to a point of like okay I, I know what I do and I know who I am I know the kind of things I like to carry um, and and I have a friend his mantra has kind of become mine in a way he he always says write he says write for your phone first Phil. oh wow because I'll get in my Cause I'll get in my head and be like, I don't know if people will sing this or, or maybe this is like a little too high and too low. Like maybe we should simplify. And he's like, man, write for your phone. Cause that's what always ends up winning. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and that means write for the things you can't stop. Like you're on a run and you press, it's on your Dropbox and you press play again. And then you're mm -hmm. in the car and you press play and you're like, wife, check it out. And you're looking, you check, you're showing people on, you're pressing the voice memo. And you're like, check this new idea out. And uh, I find anytime, anytime I'm excited about that, um, and, and yeah, like in regard, like I think usually, you know, and then I, I wrap my instincts that I've been doing for the last 20 years of right. reading worship. I wrap that up into songs and that just kind of comes out naturally of like, I think this will work in a room. I think it won't. I'm not always right. Um, uh, but, and so that kind of gets flow, gets weaved in just naturally. Uh, but, but really it's like, what's the stuff that I'm just jumping up and down, like can't yeah, wait to press that's play great. in the, that's, in the, that's in the kitchen well with my wife, you know? Yeah. And so like, just instead of getting in the weeds of like, man, I don't know if every bat well, Baptist church is like this or you know, like getting super specific, like charismatics were like this, but I don't know about, you know, the reformed. Uh, yeah, that's great. That's so good. And, and just like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, there, um, there's a song I have, which hasn't like, it's not a song I thought would ever like take off because it's kind of Easter specific, but it's called Sunday's coming. It's on my new album. And, and there was a line in the chorus where I'm like, 
uh, or what's this? Friday's good because Sunday is coming. Don't lose hope because Sunday is coming. Devil, you're done. You better start running. Friday's good because Sunday is coming. And I had some people push back. Um, and my, and my, and when they pushed back, it kind of, it, it triggered something that I had kind of had a thought about too. It's like, it's weird to sing to the devil in a song, you know, mm. devil, you're done. You better start running. It's like, should we just like the devil is done or like death is done. Mm. Like let's, let's all start singing or something, mm. you know, like, mm-hmm. um, something a little more up. And I thought maybe that there's merit to that, but then everything I tried, all I wanted to, I just want to stick a middle finger up to the devil and say, devil, you're done. You better start running. Cause look what Jesus did. And, and I'm personally, that, that was one of those lines where I could have changed it and felt fine with it. But also I'm just like, you know what, if I'm singing this, I'm singing the song a lot, but I'll, I'll probably sing it mostly around April when Easter rolls around. Yeah. And I just want to, whether I'm at this church or at a concert, I want to just say that. And, I want, and now, honestly, that's the line. If people cheer in the song, Jeez. it's that line, Isn't that cool? you know, mm-hmm. and, which is cool, but it's also like you kind of pick your battles yeah. and figure out what you know, like what do I want to carry, but also what can I imagine people carrying? Well, that that's too. I think that's a beautiful part where your artistry actually gets to be a part of it too. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not just. I mean, you're not a faceless person sitting in the Brill Building in New York writing songs, and it leaves and you never see me. I mean, you you are out there singing and leading. So I think it is a beautiful part where you get to sort of go. No, I want to, I want to inject some of my. You know, this is me too. Mm-hmm. This is Phil Wickham writing the song. This isn't just a faceless person, and this is what I feel. So, one of the things I want to talk about that is we were talking about today, I, I think, is so fascinating. Is you had this uh, vocal rest. You know, you had um, your throat surgery in fourteen. Is that right? Yeah, thirteen and fourteen, probably. You're and, right. Yeah. And I can't. I mean, just one. I think as a as a uh, man with a job, which is to sing and and. But also just, I, I mean, John and I were talking about as we were prepping for this, like, I can't imagine something that would be more terrifying, honestly, uh, especially from an occupational, but I mean, obviously just speaking, you know, to anyone in general, but, you know, when you're a singer, I can't imagine myself, it just, you know, is this the end? Am I going to sing again? What do I do for work after this? If I, don't, I mean, how, what was that like for you and how did you navigate that season? Well, there's two things, because now in hindsight, and I think I would have even reacted a little bit different now than I did then. Because in hindsight, um, there's a lot worse diagnosis you can get in a hospital room yeah, than you got to right. polyp on your vocal cord. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And so I don't want to like negate like the drama of that time. But in hindsight, I'm like, like, you know, I, I don't want to also be too dramatic when I tell the story. You know, yeah, I just, yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It, and that's kind of how I, that's how I felt, you know, like I, I was sitting there. I had to cancel a tour. I was three days in. The promoter said, this is embarrassing. You, why, you can't sing any of the songs. I'm like, I, I don't know. I literally was gone. I couldn't do it. I didn't even talk. I was like, I don't know what's wrong. you know. And yeah, so yeah. I went and got it checked out. Pull up on the vocal cord. Jeez. What does this mean? Uh, well, this, let's, let's put you on vocal rest is what they said uh, with steroids for a month. No talking, no singing. Let's see if Jeez. it goes down because we'd rather not do the invasive thing which is surgery. It's like they, they take it out and flap over the skin and mm-hmm. it's got to heal perfectly. And if there's any scar, you guys know, if there's yeah. any scarring, then it can cha- alter your voice. And there's been times when it's gone bad, but the tech, so pretty much they said like, let's not even talk about that. Anyways, went through a month, no talking, no singing, mm-hmm. nothing changed. Talked on it for two days, went back in. Um, and then they, they said, Oh, it's, it's actually bleeding down your throat. Oh, gosh. Like, okay. Like, and they're like, and that's <laughs> like, not that's, good. That's probably, right. that's, that's probably that gurgling I've been hearing every time I talk, you know? Yeah. And, uh, oh, man. and so they did surgery uh, or they said, we got to do surgery. And, uh, 
And so we, and then it's like, okay, what does this mean? And, you know, they give you the word, it's like, well, here's the worst. It's like, it heals bad um, and scarring doesn't vibrate and you kind of lose control over your voice. Um, you probably would still be able to sing, but it, uh, it wouldn't be something you like could like, you know, you probably, it would probably alter like you actually recording records. You, you might not have that voice anymore. Or something. I'm like, gosh, that's a big deal. And then they're like, and also it, often uh, uh, endurance, it, it can like mess up with endurance and it just, it's a healing process, you know, and we'll see, we've got to see where it is after that. And so that was, that was fresh. That was, yeah. Like there's some fear in that. Um, but also I, I'm, I'm pretty like cerebral. I'm not like, I can kind of logically think through it, you know, I'm just like, you know what? I, they didn't say I have a tumor in my throat. You know, they didn't, uh, there, there's worse things that could have happened. And, and, um, but I, in the silence of that next two weeks before the surgery and then three and a month after no talking, no singing. Um, and also with that going on in my mind, that was kind of beating me down. And also during, during the recovery of the surgery, I made a horrible decision to binge, uh, Breaking Bad, which I'd never seen before. And uh, and so I couldn't even, I was like to the third season. I was like the most depressed just guy. Just a dark, um, in the, dark time. Just a dark time. <laughs> Silent in the back room, binging Breaking Bad, like wondering if I'm going to ever be able to sing again. You yeah, know, that's not, yeah. I don't tell that to everybody, but I, yeah. that's that was how I was passing the time because I couldn't. My, my wife was like, the kids are just crying because you're not talking to them. Can you just go away? It was, it, so it was kind of a Jeez. hard, the whole thing mm. was just hard, you know? Yeah. Not really. She was, she's not that sweet. She's like, it would help me if you yeah. would just be yeah, like, yeah. you just, you just, yeah. she wouldn't say just go away. You know? yeah, 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 she's yeah, very yeah. sweet and yeah, awesome. Yeah. We're still married. 15 years. <laughs> Good. Um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, and so anyways, so in the dark, really was this growing thing was like, I, I, I wouldn't have put this the right way, but I was really, uh, was kind of getting bitter and also really feeling um, a loss of like, not the voice itself, but of like, I, I realized how much I really love people applauding. I really, I really love having something people saying I'm good at. I really love standing. I like standing out. I love knowing that I'm doing something that feels important. Yeah. I love people telling me that it's, it's like kind of had fallen in love with that. Like this is what, this is who I am. This is what makes me special. Wow. Wow. This is what gives me value, which is, kind of like, obviously that's how I would feel in my mind, but I just, I never really pinpointed that. I'd always kind of classified it as like, man, this is ministry and this is great. And I'm doing this for the Lord. But like, man, after you have some time to think about it, um, I wasn't even being honest with myself, but now in, in retrospect, it's like, I was getting this really bitter, depressed thing because like, what if I don't have that anymore? What if I'm like, got to go sell real estate after this or something, mm -hmm. you know? And I'm just like another real estate agent. Not there's anything wrong with that. It's actually would be probably pretty fun. But yeah. it wouldn't, I yeah. feel like it wouldn't make me the artist that I am, you know, yeah. just yeah, sure. be a guy with a job. Um, and so I was really feeling like that sense of identity um, being gone, which I was still wouldn't have felt that. I wouldn't have known how to say that, but I, I know that now that's what I was feeling. And then this uh, group uh, of, of people that get together, it's called Catalyst. It's a big conference yeah, of church yeah, leaders. Yeah, I, was yeah, yeah. I was supposed to lead worship at it and they found out what happened and they said, hey, can you write a letter? We'll read it from the stage and we'll pray for you. I'm like, okay, that's sweet. Um, and so I'm just going to do like the boilerplate, like, guys, it's all good. God's in control. Um, we'll, be, we'll be back next year. Just thanks for your prayers. Mm -hmm. And then he texted me while I was writing that paragraph. And he said, oh, just to let you know, the, the, the conference theme is identity. And like, I, I kind of read that and I stepped back. And like, it was, you guys, it was one of those moments. Wow. Um, maybe three in my life. Three wow. times in my life where I felt like 
it was so whole, so holy, wow. like, um, so burning bush. I'm in the presence of God. I almost was like, like really, really, really heavy weight of God's presence. And wow. it's not, that's not something that I, I would say lightly. I'm not, I'm not like, mm-hmm. it's not something we say. I say every time I lead worship, this is what happens. You know, it's like, it yeah. was really like, I, like, I remember thinking like, I never doubt that he exists again. Like, I was wow. just like, this is crazy. I'm aware of him so highly. And I started to stop crying. Man. It's like, and fell to my knees in this back. No one was there. It was just me. And, um, and like, I could not, I could, wouldn't, it was, I'm not being dramatic. I like, I would not dare to get off my knees. It was like that kind of feeling. Mm. It was, we, it was crazy. And I grew up in church. I'd never felt this before. And, uh, and I just, and I felt, and, and, and I remember he, like having this real strong sensation that I was being asked a question, um, like, who am I? And I, I was like, God, who am I? You're God. Like, who am I to you? Like your father. And like, when I said that, it was like, I said the right thing. And then, um, and then it's like, what does that make you? And it's like, it makes me your son. It makes, and then, and then all, and, it, and I, then I got these pictures, guys, I'm not joking. I got these pictures of all these memories that I didn't, I didn't know I had of like being with my kid at the park and being, and my kid being born and all these different things and my emotions in that moment and my pride. And like this, this person, this, this girl, Penelope is going to be loved no matter what. Mm. She is my kid, no matter what. She's welcome in my house, no matter mm. what. She is a Wickham, no matter what. And I'm just like, like freaking like, (laughs) and it's like, you are mine, no matter what. This is who you are. Mm. The things I've given you to do that can, who cares if that changes as Mm -hmm. they funnel it all through, like you are loved and forgiven and set free and, and, uh, and, and you will be with me in heaven. And like, just say yes, because I've got an amazing plan for your life. Just say Mm. yes to the things I put. I know. And I'm just like, this is crazy. And, uh, and from that moment on, I, I just, I, I had this crazy joy in my heart because I knew God was going to do something special. Mm. I knew if he was, um, I didn't know if he's going to, he might, I might never speak again. Who knows? Mm. Like my throat might fall out. I don't know. Mm. Uh, uh, I don't think that happened. I think he died. <laughs> uh, We're no doctors then, here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No doctors here, but you might need a throat. <laughs> um, and then, uh. I just was so excited because it's like, wow, um, either you're going to cause this all to be healed and you're going to give me a lot of time off to like grow or you're going to have it healed quick and I'm going to be back out there singing about you or I'm not going to have a, a voice to sing anymore and you've got this amazing other thing in my life and you're like, I'm just resting in you and this is like, and that was a real turning point for me and not an immediate thing, but like even, you can even hear in my songs and what are like, and the way I wrote, the way I toured, the way I talked to people, the way all, the way I talked to God, it was like that was a hinge point for me um, to really uh, start living out of a joy and out of like a out of a excited to sing about Jesus and less excited and like not really trying to prove myself as much and and getting my eyes off myself and not working out of a place of insecurity but working out of a place of just excitement for what God's going to do and and that so that's been a growing thing in my life since then. But it really set me on a new trajectory. And that was before um, uh, the record I have called Living Hope. And so then Living Hope and then Him of Heaven came out. And then my new one, just I Believe, came out. And, and really, there, I think there's even a, a clear sense of it's cool that God, God started expanding more of what was underneath my, my feet and my hands to take care of mm-hmm. from that moment on, too. 
And uh, so it's just, it's all, so now I'm just eternally thankful for the moment, for that season of silence, hmm. I'll call yeah. it. Um, because God really spoke in a huge way. And, and it was like, a, I wasn't born again in that moment, but some something was re- renewed and it's like on its right ger- direction that it never was before. That's incredible. Yeah. I, Sorry, you know, I talked a long time. No, that was great. Dave, John, boom, boom, oh. boom, John, John, uh, yeah. and we're gonna. I just, I want to, I want to get deep here quickly. Okay, okay, right off the top. Tell me one of your deepest, deepest desires. Can you do that? Oh, yeah. I mean, this is, this is so deep, though. Okay, okay. Are you ready to go deep? Yes. I'd have to say that it's that I wish I had visibly thicker hair, mm. and I wonder that. If, Maybe stress might be causing my hair to thin. Or, or Gosh, that's so vulnerable. No, I know, I, I know, said. I know, I know. And I appreciate that. Let's stay there. Let's stay there. Don't get out of it. Okay. What if thin hair is causing you to stress? It's mm. a real chicken and egg scenario. I, there. I suppose there are multiple causes yeah. of hair thinning, but but what can be done, John, Dave? John, I'm not going to keep telling you this because I'm getting more frustrated. Would you just try Nutrafol, okay? Nutrafol addresses key root causes through a whole body approach to hair health. You know, that's true, Dave. I no. already knew that. Oh. I also knew that Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve hair growth, visible thickness, and strength. And you know I love strength. <laughs> well, I had a lot of visible thickness in college that I was trying to get rid of. That was, it was tough. <laughs> Nutrafol's physician-formulated hair growth supplements use science-backed ingredients. Their drug-free, patented technology provides consistent, reliable results. Now, Dave, did you know that hair thinning is different for men and women. Ooh, I did not know that. Yeah, Nutrafol has multiple unique formulas to provide exactly what their body and hair need to grow based on their biology, age, and other lifestyle factors. I did not know that, John, yeah. to be honest. But I do know this. You can go to Nutrafol.com to take their health wellness quiz, identify causes of your thinning hair, and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair health through whole body wellness. And you know what? While you're there, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code DADBILL. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code DADBILL. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code DADBILL. Johnny, can you hear me? David, can you hear me? <laughs> John, John, John. Oh, Dave. You and I have both enjoyed reading our copies of the new books mm. from Zondervan Bible Publishers, Flourish mm. the NIV Bible for Women, and Rooted the NIV Bible for Men. Yes, we have, Dave. These two books are designed to help you connect with your identity in Christ. Features include myth articles that expose commonly accepted myths of our culture and refute them with God's Word. Mm-hmm. Also, there are profiles of men and women of the Bible, notes that offer clarity into the attributes of God and questions for growth that you can answer alone with a friend or in a small group. These are Bibles that offer the knowledge, strength, and clarity to navigate life's challenges with Scripture as your guide. And Flourish, the NIV Bible for Women, and Rooted, the NIV Bible for Men, are available both in hardcover and leather soft styles. 
Your hair has always been leather soft to me, John. Just, Thank you. I felt like I needed to say that. Just well, and your chest is like a hardback <laughs> cover. Uh, you know what? No, don't take that back. That means I wasn't about to. to. Okay. Uh-uh. We, get, we need to finish this ad. Found, yep. Find out more and order your copy at Amazon.com slash Rooted and Flourish. That's Amazon.com slash Rooted and Flourish. I, I, I think about this a lot, like more and more as I'm getting older, the like the gift of something like that, like a situation where something is a really big thing in your life, which again, a, as a, I mean, you, you humbly acknowledge that there are much worse diagnoses to get in a hospital room, which is, which is very true. But as a, as musicians here, we, we all know like what you went through with your voice. That is, that's super, super scary. So mm. What a gift it is to have something huge in your life mm. that is tied so closely to your identity. And we all know it shouldn't be and all that kind of stuff, but but you, no one can fault you for it being tied up in your identity. To have that temporarily taken away so that you can get to the point where you're like, okay, I'm, I'm, I've learned this lesson and I can go forward with whatever happens those sort of like near-death experiences, if you will, like the life after that is such a gift, hmm. you know. Mm. It's it's yeah. uh, that's such a gift that you had that in that way, you know. Um, I've I've considered a gift. It's cool to look back on that time and consider it a gift now. And also, I like what you touched on because I I it's just something I've thought of and spoken of a lot, but I haven't. I didn't just now. Is that like? It's not that you were talking about like what we do, like we are singers. That's part of who we are. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's like my only identity isn't Mm -hmm. son of God, but for that to be like the highest identity that the other things funnel through and the motives of using Mm -hmm. everything, like that changes the motives of everything else, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and and so like, I am, you're a singer. We're singers. What we do is a big part of we're, we're created to do things. We're humans, you know, created to create. And that's part of who we are. And like, so, yeah, we are. I am a singer. I am a worship leader. I am a dad. I'm a husband. But like for my for the for the motive not to be like I am these things so that people will like me. Mm. It's like no, right. I, I am these things out of like an overflow of who I know loves me, mm. and I know right. why I'm doing right. all these other things. You know, it's real. It's like it frees you. It frees you to do Psalm twenty three one. It frees you to really live under the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Mm. Like like you are in control. You are leading, you are guiding, you love me. I'm going to let you do that. And I'm going to really lean into that and say like, so honey, my wife, like, like I can listen to you and hear you. And, and I don't, I don't need anything back from you. I'm just here to serve you and to love you. And like, I don't need to right now get my point across. Like, I just want to hear what you have to say, even if it hurts right now or like, or, or job or ambition. Like I, I can, I don't, to be able to lay those things down at the mm-hmm. feet of the one who says, I know, I know what the green pasture is for your heart. I, I created your heart for this pasture over here. Let me lead you to it. Cause mm-hmm. you're going to realize that's where you're supposed to be. You know, I know you have ambitions for this, but let me lead you. Cause I'm going to lead you to the quiet place where you find rest. I'm going to lead you. Like you don't have to want for anything when you let me be your shepherd and to let him be your shepherd. You have to trust who he is and to trust who he is. You have to know who he is and know who he is. You have to read about Jesus. And then you're like, wow, like, how could I not, you know? And so, um mm-hmm. and so yeah so it's coming from this place of like oh i am your sheep like that's yeah that's that's who i am first i'm like i'm gonna let you lead me i'm let you guide me let you love me 
I'm going to trust that you were doing it in the right way. But I also like, I have a pretty, I can, I can bat pretty good. Like bat, like a shit. That's my joke. Like singing. Right. That's a bad joke. Sorry. Right. Right. <laughs> that, was, yeah. that was a bad dad joke. Alert. That was a dad joke. Bad joke. Okay. So speaking of okay. being a dad, you are a dad. Am I correct on this? You are a dad four times over? Yeah. Four. Yeah. Penelope, Mabel, Lottie, Henry. Right now they're 12, 10, 8, and 6. And you know all their names. So what was <laughs> do. What was the hardest? Going from <laughs> 0 to 1, 1 to 2, 2 to 3, or 3 to 4? 0 to 1 was the biggest. Isn't that goal, amazing? Really? That's amazing. That just um, that. I would say four. it's the hardest, but 0 to 1 the biggest is like, shift. Yeah, zero to yeah. one. It's like all this, all of a sudden, like we can't go see a movie whenever we want. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden, like I am at the at the mercy of someone else, completely like at their yeah. beck and call. You know, like anytime. All of a sudden, like I'm like I thought I was a good husband, but now like I've got to step it up, or else I am like yeah. leaving my wife high and dry. Yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. I got to get up at two a.m. You know, so that was a that was a big deal. So one one of the things that's so cool about your story, and I love I love hearing you talk about your parents, is that you know they they um you 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 speak so fondly of them, and 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 sadly that's not always true, you know, uh, just in anybody's lives, but even as we have um, dads on, you know that those relationships can be very tentative and tenuous. Um, what is it? How is that informed? You know, w- with parents that you have such respect and love for, and you're still in community with. How has that informed you being a dad when you think about them and how they parented you and still do with you? I think the biggest, it's the biggest thing for me is that my parents were consistent and faithful followers of Jesus, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so like, they never gave me a reason to not believe in what Jesus. Great, they never gave great. me a reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm not, they weren't perfect, mm-hmm. but like, hmm. I, I just, I just have, that's it. When I think about them overall in my heart, I have this sense of like, they really love Jesus and they really want to follow him and they want to do right. They want to be righteous and holy and, and they want to do the things that will bless God's heart. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't doubt those. I don't doubt those statements I just made about my parents, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, and so like all the specific, I don't even remember how my parents parented, you know, like, mm-hmm. I guess I could tell you specific <laughs> stories. Like I don't really, it's all a fog, but right. I have this sense that they really love Jesus, yeah, you know, yep. and, and, and it, nothing they've done has shaken that in me. And, and that's a big responsibility. And, um, and, but for me, for my kids to overall look back and have this sense of like, man, my dad, you know, people in the Christian world knew about my dad. Hmm. Um, but I'm so like, that's who, he, that's, that's who it was off stage to yeah. would be. That's like my, my goal in, in life with them. You know, I like, yeah. obviously I, I like to, I like to be thought of as, Hope they think I was patient with them and that I, I was present, which I'm not, I, you know, I not always am um, with the, with an iPhone in my hand, you know, and all that, but I try to be. And, uh, but yeah, I think just giving them a reason to think like Jesus is legit and he's worth, he's worth following. This is such a beautiful quote. And I just want to say it again, cause you said it and I wrote it down cause I think it's so powerful, but 
you know, they never gave me a reason not to believe. If if there's any encouragement to people who are listening now, we really do, do these. Like, all of a sudden, it's turning like the most Christian podcast of all time. If we have any listeners <laughs> out there, if you're driving in your van and you are overwhelmed. Yes. But but I do think, I, I do want to say this just to encourage people who are listening. I think some one of the great things about this day and age with parenting is there's a million ways to be good at it. There's so many great books. There's amazing podcasts. There's sermons. There's workshops. There's all the things that we can do to have access to being better parents, which is a real gift to our generation, I think, is is all this access to great, wonderful knowledge and wisdom. But I think at the end of the day, I, I feel this about my parents too. Like anytime people ask me like, you know, what is it like? Because my dad um, was a preacher and, you know, like what was that like? Was it bad? Was it good? The thing that I'm so thankful that I can say is they just lived this really functional faith. Like I just saw my parents live this thing out that I thought that just seems right. You know what I mean? Like, it just yeah. feels like it fits in the world really well. And it wasn't, I mean, you know, there were profound things they taught me, and there's a lot of wisdom they passed down. But I think at the end of the day, it's, I just so resonate with what you said. They just never did anything that made me think, like, oh, this is junk, man. Like, you're either hypocritical yeah. or, and so I think th- that is the one thing I want to encourage everybody that's listening. I think sometimes we can overdo this a little bit. You know, we're so concerned with p- parenting and being good parents and dads and moms. That I think it, it, when we're walking our faith out, first with our own faith, working on that and spending our time with the Lord and letting the Holy Spirit do what He's doing, you know, it, sometimes that's just the most important thing. I think it's just knowing, like, let's just live our faith sincerely, first of all, with the Lord ourselves, and then and, and, and it will manifest itself in these beautiful ways. And I think it's easy to get caught up in, like, we're going to mess it up. We're going to... But you said it so beautifully. It just never gave me a reason not to believe. And I think that's a great, that's a great sort of uh, thing to remember as we're parenting. You know, it's not, it's sometimes it's easy to just, you know, am I doing the checklist? Am I doing the things? Are they, and it's like, you know, sometimes it's just that simple, you know, which I think is beautiful. It's a great point. Yeah. I hope they take that away from me as well. You know, I just, yeah. that's all I could yes. ask for and all my, and all my imperfections. And don't you guys hate like, those days where you get in bed and you just you're kind of running through the day. You're like, oh crap, you know. Oh, dude. You're just like, what? Like, why did I do that? Uh, like, oh, yeah. like, I, like you, you, your your kid totally didn't deserve to get chewed out the way yeah. you did, but you had oh, something yeah. else on your mind. Yeah. You're like, can you stop yelling at me? You know, like just like, you're like, why did I yell? Like, I didn't need to yell. Like, that was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's just the worst. My my oldest daughter is getting to an age now where like when she was, you know, four or five, six years old, it was like we could I could have some kind of spat like you're talking about. We're like, I, I went a little I went to level 10 immediately and then I apologize and then she's fine. And then so there was never I was never putting them to bed where she's still mad at me or whatever. It's like she's moved on. She doesn't even remember. Now we're past that now. Hmm. Now we're at the age where like <laughs> this actually just happened last night where she. She she got a little upset with me around bedtime and she asked me to leave the room. Like I was I was like laying with her in bed and she was like, Would you just leave the room? And so I left oh. and I went I had I had to go to bed. Actually, and then we had like our small group at our house, which I'm like, I, I should not be hosting a small group <laughs> in my house. I should be you guys should be doing an intervention with me on being a terrible dad. But when you have to go to bed uh, and you gotta just like there's nothing I can do. I just have to sleep here all night long and then see what she's like in the morning. It's so rough. Hope she's home in the morning. She may have left. She is carpet bagging yeah. across the south I know. on the back it's of the train. So 
that um I, that, that feels like when when i mean that same sort of coming of age is like i remember when our oldest the first time that me and annie were like having a disagreement you know pretty heated disagreement and he looked at me he's like dad why is your face doing like this and i was like my face doesn't do it you know it was like <laughs> that's what daddy's oh, face does no. when other people are wrong <laughs> I just thought, oh no, oh no, they're at that age. Dad, why are you so mad at mom? I was like, oh no, is this where we are now? You know, oh, man. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. They're starting to well. really be observant of my behavior. Oh yeah. They were like, oh, the yeah. other day, they were like, oh, can I, we can always tell when you're mad because you slam things. <laughs> no, no. Oh. Yeah. And that's the government. That's taxes, Dad. It can be anything. Yeah. Just slamming yeah. it verbally. Okay. Phil Wickham, you've given us a lot of your time. You've been so generous. We know that you have uh, a beach to get to, a surfboard to ride. We assume you surf all day. Actually, what what all what's day. a typical day for you when you're when you're home? Um, take today. Took my kids to school. Mm-hmm. Got on a podcast with y'all. You. Mm-hmm. Um, I have another energy to do after this. Oh. And then. And then I got a, I've got a big business lunch meeting, big business and stuff. Business. I'm always you. into big business. Big business. You only do the no. biggest of business. I love big business. <laughs> no, I just got, a, I've got a meeting with my manager, um, a couple calls to make. I always try to go for a little like exercise. Yep. Sometimes mm-hmm. that yep. is get in the water or go for a run or something. Yeah. And then pick my kids up. Man, that's today. Every day is different. That's um, a great day. That's a good yeah, day. it's a good day. Today, it's kind of like an like September for me is like as uh, because August I was gone, I was home yeah. four days yeah. in August, yeah. and so September was like I'm not flying. I'm not yeah. flying anywhere. Yeah. I'm not. I promised my wife no. I'm I'm not gonna like be writing songs when the kids are home yeah. or anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm like, and so that's been really sweet. I also got the sorry podcast, but I got wait. Look at <gasps> you got a tattoo. Look nice. at and you. it says Mallard. It's my wife's name, oh. and that, that won me. I got like five hundred percent credit right now. She's like, like you can like have so all high. the business lunches you want, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I got that it. Because so Brandon, so Brandon Lake has like he's pretty tatted yeah, up, yeah. And he had a he had a friend come to the Dallas show, and he's like, you should get one. I'm like, no, I don't. I'm not really tat guy. Is and that your first? Like, it's my first. Oh, that's huge. I'm like, well, I guess I've always wanted my wife's name over my heart. He's like, bro, you should do it. It was just so Brandon. He's like such an enabler. And uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get it and I'm going to go home tomorrow. I'm going to show her and she's going to love it. I know she is. And I did it and she loved it. And it's like, it's my 15 year, it's my 15 year badge. Oh, I love that. I got to say though, I, I have seven tattoos or so. So I know how, I know how bad they can hurt afterward. And does your guitar strap not go right over that point on your chest? You know, I mean, it's, I mean, it's pretty small tattoo. It's like a name tag, you know, but it's yeah. not my name. Yeah. Uh, and so, and, and they put that tape over it, you know, that yeah. I didn't know existed, but, and so I felt, and I had three, I, three nights off because that was a Sunday and I wasn't playing till oh, okay. Thursday. Okay. And so by Thursday, I, it actually healed great. You're saying peel or anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Thanks for caring about that though. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very kind of you. That's what we do at Denville. <laughs> okay. So, um, so we like to round out the interview with uh, a little speed round. These are just, uh, just okay. top of mind, whatever comes to your head. I'll ask one Dave, we'll, we'll kind of go back and forth. So your first one is, if you had to go by a stage name from now on, what would the stage name be? Oh gosh, that's a tough one. Um, 
goodness. Can you, I, I don't know. Can you guys give me one? I, all I could I actually thought about this. This is watch Watch us be back to the beginning here. It has to be something like a black Hawk. There's something about your hair that is so powerful. I was going to, I was going to go the hat and the hair. Oh my gosh. Uh. What about hat and that? Hair? Maybe you do a I side project where it's the hat and the hair. That's your sync project, Phil. That's your gonna be <laughs> kind of sick, honestly. I'm into it. Hat and the hair. Hey guys, what's up? Hat and the hair, hair. Listen, <laughs> just have a couple songs. Hey guys, thanks for coming out to Hat and the Hair show. This was just on Grey's Anatomy. Um, um, it was your season talk. <laughs> okay, so uh, next question: What is the one song you wish you had written? Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go. This is my brain going more logical, because I don't. Even, but I wish I wrote um, something like, "Okay, this is gonna be dumb," but it's what it's probably okay. Like all I want for Christmas is you, because it comes around every year, bro. and I get like a I get like a two Thousand, million dollar roll uh, to check every yeah. year, bro. I mean, we've all and heard also, we've all heard the numbers. Also, I love Christmas. Uh, yeah, yeah. We've all heard the numbers on how much she makes on that one song. They're they're probably all over the place. Who knows? But it's a lot. Like that that's something you give or like Rudolph the something ran, actually that's probably too cool of a song. If you wrote like Rudolph. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And like and it's like and so your your grandkids are like your grandpa wrote Rudolph. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. yeah, it's like yeah. and they're like yeah, he's actually giving it to me in his will. It's like uh, so, like to be able to to, be able to bestow Rudolph on there, there, there is some great grandkid living in a on an avocado farm in San Diego right now whose granddad wrote Rudolph. Yep, he's getting yep. three hundred thousand dollar checks every month. <laughs> every <Yes>. month, <laughs> just like. And his business manager's coming in, and he's like, "Hey, avocado sales were down last quarter," and he's like, "Doesn't matter to me." Care. I don't My don't grandpa care. wrote Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. We'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. They're at a big business lunch today. I mean, wouldn't that be kind that. of fun though? Like every year, you every year. You like Christmas comes around. It's like, oh, that's the summer. You, you know, you're in you're there in a you store. Go. So that's kind of fun. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, that's that's kind of dumb though. That's like the anti artist. I like no, that answer. No, I like that was that. interesting. I, I can it. tell you're going to a big business lunch. You got business business on the brain. <laughs> yeah, big business. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, what song are you most proud of of yours? Oh, that's a good question. Um, that kind of changes, I think. But um, I think the last couple of years. Proud of wouldn't be. I almost would rather ask, like use the word thankful. What someone was thankful for is a song called John, Battle I, I'd rather be thankful, but he said proud of. So I was like, okay, no, let's you. I wrote the question. Okay, you can't change it. <laughs> no, proud is good, but I just I I would almost because I don't know if I'm the most. I'm probably more proud of as an artist of other songs, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but thankful for there's a song called Battle Belongs that um, came out in the in 2020 and felt like it was kind of timely for me and my church, but. Uh, also felt like it really kind of wove itself into a lot of people's uh, kind of faith in the fight, kind of needing yeah. that song to sing that in, in a tough season, mm-hmm. in a tough time. But mm-hmm. even also just seeing it still kind of have a, the ripple effect on these worship nights we just did in, in August and just seeing people. Uh, it just seems to be the catalyst of like really special moments live too. the catalyst for moments of faith, moments of praying, mm-hmm. moments of calling people into, you know, believing that God is bigger than the things are going through right now. And so um, that song has been a huge encouragement to me. Mm. Caused me to write a devotional book Jeez. that mm. ended up doing a thing too. Just like has been a big part of my life. So that's yeah. so I'm thankful cool. for it. 
Yeah. Okay, final question. What song would you, and I'm actually going to open this up to any song because then it does, it, and you can say your own too, but it, then it's like you really can choose. What song would you be happy to never have to play again? <laughs> um, happy to never have to play again. And that doesn't mean this is amazing. This, this doesn't is mean you don't grace. like it. Isn't that funny <laughs> yeah. that that's, yeah. that's all? Like, yeah. you know, you just kind of. I think, well, I'm only saying that because, like, now it's like I, we're trying to find it's been out for for a decade yeah you know mm-hmm. yeah and so now we're trying to figure out just where to put it in the set because i think people want to hear this still right but then we like i'll just do it late like on the summer worship nights i just did a chorus of it in acoustic moment and no one complained yeah uh, about you know about that so i'm like i think i think people just can like just in the back of their mind sing the song when they yeah. go home from the concert if they want you know yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. i've just i've played it i've just sung it thousands of times probably yeah. by now yeah. So, yeah i'm, I'm sorry here i am you're happy yeah just like let's no uh, not sending it out and i'll do this one all the time I, I what sure podcast would you be happy to never do again oh my gosh you're john <laughs> right? what kind of podcast you wish you could never have to do again we are um phil you are okay you don't do that don't um, we are listen. Yeah, we that, are buddies. Are As of today, we are we're considering us. Yeah, yeah. We're we're in the San Diego of Tennessee, as they okay. say mm-hmm. so eloquently mm-hmm. here. Nice. Um, we're both Nashville. In fact, we live literally across the street from each other. Have you ever done that so. on the podcast? Can you do it? And I'll talk with John for a second. <laughs> this is gonna I be so sick. In like twenty. That would be no. Okay. But now, okay. I'm just. I'm will. looking at the clock. Of now. I, I see it. I see the recording clock. Yes. Hold, please. Dave, okay. do it. Eleven oh six. I'm gonna, start, let's start this. Um, start, John, on, start the timer right now. And go. Okay, 20. Yeah, this actually happened one time when we were in the middle of an interview. And before the interview, I got one of those like software update things where I was, it was like, do you want to uh, update your it, software? And I was like, try in an hour. Right and in the middle of an podcast. hour later, we're in the middle of the interview and my computer just goes oh dark. that's so funny and it's just like so he's, starting he's, the update and i was like oh my god he's gosh. almost so he's 40 I, seconds I did in. what dave is doing right now i'm just sprinted john, over john it's Dave's an honor to talk to just oh. hopped in <laughs> he's pushing that was actually 40 seconds incredible <laughs> and here he is <laughs> <laughs> how long do you think it took you dave well i have to say a couple things really quickly one I shouldn't have worn Birkenstocks. That was a yeah, that was that, shooting off my face. You could you could have <laughs> shaved off ten seconds and if two, you wore different shoes. The guys who were building the house next to me were definitely judging. That was actually amazing, though. There was like four <laughs> guys out there meeting, and I was like, "Hey guys, okay, just uh, running, guys, sprinting to the neighbor's house." You guys heard a podcast? God, it's an honor to talk to you guys. Um, thanks so much for having me on. Same. Dude, thank you so much. All the best to you. And we'll hang. And this may be awkward where it sits here because I have to end it at my house, but we love you either way. All right. Yeah. I want to go close the big business deal. No, you should get out of here and then we'll figure out what to do. You get to that business lunch and you close that deal. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. See you. Bye. Actually, I don't, I'm not sure I know how to close it. <laughs> yeah, please do. Thanks, you, man. man. Great hanging.